Blah, what a week, man. This has been this supposed to be like a birthday week and be fun and all kinds of crazy stuff. But instead, I've been dealing with drama for like the last three days. And that's why I'm late putting this out. Um, on Monday or I, Tuesday, it was Tuesday morning. I get up and the front page of the site was hacked. You know, like it happens. I mean, we're fighting hackers constantly, um, you know, and, and I'll get into that in a minute. But. What a pain in the ass. So I have, I have the Sniper's Hide is composed of two separate sites, right? So you have the front page with the blog posts and stuff like that. And then you have the forum, which is where most of the uh, conversation goes on and all that. Two completely different kinds of software run off of two different engines. So they're separate, which is a good thing. Uh, so I get up Monday morning or Tuesday morning and there's a hack on the front page and they changed the site to a redirect to uh, um, credit card and porn and all this other crap. So pop-ups and the whole thing. And they ended up breaking a bit of the WordPress. So what had happened uh, for those who were on and, and saw the hack, we, we took the form down just to check it. Cause what happened was the, the, the server guys, when they were fixing all this went back and looked and they saw that someone was in messing on the site in the forum uh, around the February 28th. And that was when I had the skins being done and they didn't know I had upgraded the skins and the, the template people were in there, you know, updating the templates. So they were kind of like going into the forum and double checking it and doing all this. And we have backups to everything. So it's no big deal. So we, we go to the front page, we see what's going on and come to find out they may have uh, hold on a minute. I'm going to they may have gotten in or how they suspect they got in because it was kind of an old exploit is the, the, there was an old template, like one of the factory stock WordPress, like 21 templates, 24, 21. They're generic. They just sit there. And I don't pay much attention to them. They get installed with WordPress. Well, it was one, an old template that was out of date sitting on the server and they were able to tunnel in through that. Now, this build was that company that I hired locally last year that I tried to update the site with and hated every minute. I hated everything they did. They, they overcharged me. They did all this, you know, really bullshit stuff. I mean, it, it was a really bad experience. And the thinking at the time was I'm going to hire a local developer that I can go to their office and sit face to face, to face with them. Because in the past, I just bought like, $50, $60 templates and then give it to, you know, a freelancer. And most of the freelancers are overseas and charge you pennies on the dollar. And then I'd have them kind of fill in the blanks and set it up. And then from there, I would put our data in. Well, this time, you know, going back a year ago, I hired somebody to do a full-blown start from scratch, build me a custom site. They screwed me. It was, it was, it was nothing close to custom. It was terrible. I hated it. And, and I actually wouldn't even use it and put articles up in there because I disliked the front page so much. But I had paid so much money, got into a back and forth with them. I said, well, I'm not taking it down right away, you know, because I paid too much. So I'm going to leave it. And they really did a shitty job in what they did with WordPress. They didn't use best practices and a bunch of stuff, even though, you know, all they did was argue with me how great they were. Uh, which was a bunch of crap. They thought I didn't know what's going on. And like I'd point out, they'd be like, oh, this is custom script. I'm like, really? Well, here's the author of that script you use because it's in the code still, you know, because there's signatures and stuff. 
So, um, I don't know. They, 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 they tell us that it was hacked on Mon- or Tuesday, Monday night, Tuesday morning. And it was through this template. So I, I went back and forth with the, the server people. And they got me up and running within four hours, you know, going through, pulling everything out. But there was broken elements within the WordPress part of it. And I'm talking with the server guys, and they're like, why did they do this? And what's going on with that? And who did this? And it's like, yeah, we don't like any of it, dude. Let's kill it. So I ended up completely killing the front page, had them do a clean install, wiped it all out. I archived some stuff so I could put information back. So if you're going to the home page, I suggest you bookmark the form right now, okay? Don't go. A lot of guys, I was surprised. A lot of guys come in through snipershide.com and then go to the forum versus going straight to the forum, which it helped me. That's how people recognized right off the bat that the front page was hacked. I was getting texts and emails first thing in the morning like, hey, go look at your front page. Something's wrong. And so I went in and I'm cleaning it up. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm doing all the, the, the new security stuff and making sure I get rid of all those old templates that nothing's in there that shouldn't be anything deactivated. I'm deleting, you know, so I'm doing best practices. But just since, I mean, just to give you an idea, people always ask me every time about this stuff with hacks and everything. Well, why do they do it? And it's like, well, they do it for a variety of reasons. Um, some of them are practicing, you know, it's, it, and you'll see it too. We've had it from governments, you know, they can, they can trace it to a location and we'll block IPs and try to do a bunch of stuff. This one, the foot fingerprints, they were Russian, Russian hackers, man. I had Russian hackers in there. Fingerprints were coming back that they were Russian, Ukrainian, something in that neighborhood, right? We're not 100% sure. Just, and I didn't ask them to go dig into it. We don't really care. We just kind of cut it off, block it, and get rid of it. And it's like, you know, I'm not doing like hyper investigation. I'm not doing a, I'm not doing a, uh, you know, a full-blown, you know, Russian hacking investigation to figure out what happened because there's nothing we could do. You know, what are we going to do? Go, oh, yeah, we got hit by a Russian hacker. Oh, you know, Sergey, he turned around and did it. It's like, big deal. They do it all the time. And just to give you an example, since it happened, I've had front page or front door, people knocking on the front door of what we just re-put up the WordPress page like for Wednesday morning, yesterday morning. So I took it down overnight and we just forwarded everybody to the forum, which again is the better way of doing it. But they they did a clean install for me Wednesday morning. I was able to put a template back on it and now I'm starting to work on it. So you're going to see crap that has nothing to do with Sniper's Hide on the front of Sniper's Hide because I installed the demo data on the template so I could go and replace it. It's so much easier if they load in the demo data and then I pull it out thing is I'm doing it myself so I have 50 million things to do I have zero time to be playing this game but I got to play this game you know um it's one of the things I had equipment at mile high I went to mile high today which I'm gonna talk about in a minute but you know it's just it's only been up now understand this clean install it's only been up since like midnight Tuesday Wednesday okay Tuesday night Wednesday morning that's it we've had 475 attempts in 48 hours trying to brute force through what they think should be the login accounts. They try admin, test, snipers hide. You know, they use a bunch of stuff, but, you know, we don't use that. And I'm kind of trying to camouflage 
the logins that we use and the different stuff. But I, I went and I, you know, basically we've invested in all the premium protection and things like that. And we're trying to work within that, but they try all the time. I mean, even in the forum, uh, you know, guys who log into the forum don't understand that, hey, man, we manually approve your account because we're checking IP addresses for every single account that registers to the forum. This helps prevent the bots and all the different things because what will happen is if you if you auto approve this stuff, the bots will write code and you'll get 50 new accounts that will throw spam in there and turn the entire site like Chinese. You know what I mean? And this has happened in the past. So what we did is we go to a manual approval at the final step. Okay. And then I can look at it. And if your IP flags or if you're using a proxy and a proxy is a way to hide where you're from and, and, you know, VPNs and different stuff. And I get it. Pros out there, lawyers, doctors, different things, law enforcement like VPNs. But if we see a VPN and depending where it is in the names and the different things, uh, we ban- we block them. We say, hey, this account is rejected. If it's done in error, email us. And if somebody comes back and says, hey, my account was rejected. I'm a real guy. Here I am. You know, we'll look at it and go, okay, and I'll go back and look and go, yeah, you're from a not so cool place. You know what I mean? I'm not doing it. So now nah, we're not having it, man. Your, your account flagged. There's, there's one too many red flags in this situation. Uh, better safe than sorry. It's not happening. You got to go. And that's what we'll do. So, yeah, if you're seeing weirdness in the site and all that stuff, uh, for sure, you know, we're working on it. We're doing that. There's, It's safe. We made sure everything's good. They go in and clean it up. They can see where everybody's been and what they're doing and what they're pulling out. And we'll find like little back doors and things they'll try to put in. And, and we, we snag them. The guys are pretty good, uh, you know, going through the logs and being able to tell where it is. But, I mean, it's something as simple as a out-of-date dormant template sitting inside the WordPress control panel, which allows them to tunnel in. You know, it's kind of like a, a, it's, it's, a it's a piece of sheetrock versus, you know, AR-500. And they just kick through the sheetrock and come in, you know. So that that's what's going on with the uh, the site. If you guys are looking at it, yeah, the, the hacks happen, man. It, it's not anything new, and so. But uh, yeah, going to the birthday week, uh, messing around. I, I I was looking at all this stuff. So I got all this audio equipment. We you know we got the new board that we're talking on, and and everybody's been commenting. Hey, the new board sounds great. The call in sound great. And I appreciate everybody commenting and, and plugging on the, uh, the the Podbean app. That really helps a lot to throw your comments in the Podbean app. And, you know, the forum has been fantastic. Everybody's discussing stuff on the forum and, and, and what's going on through that. Uh, you know, so for, like, you know, the birthday and the whole thing, and I'm looking at all this, I ended up grabbing, like, a guitar. You know, like, hey, I don't have a hobby. I do shooting. I do the, the, you know, the video and the audio as part of like the business, but I really don't have a hobby hobby anymore. I just kind of got away from it because it's all revolves around this. And, you know, the podcast is kind of like a hobby now, you know, other than the shooting the comps and things like that, but it's still shooting, you know? So I ended up, I hadn't touched the guitar in probably 20 years 
uh, if that. And I, and I hadn't had any of them. My brother, I think, still in Connecticut. Back when I was in high school, I have a, um, uh, what do you call it, a, a BC Rich I had gotten. Like a, I found one, a, a real Rich, not an NJ and a Nasty. And it's the same one like Slash has, big dollar. But I would gotten it like for 400 bucks. And my brother still has it. Cloud Fred inlays, you know, it's that see-through, clear, transparent red with the black stripes with the cr- Cloud Fred inlays. Full-blown BC Rich. So, uh, you know, I was never a good guitar player, always a bit of a hack. But I, I liked it. You know, it kept me entertained. It's something here. And with all this software, it's like, damn, you know, I don't need amps and I don't need this and don't need that. Everything's digital now. It's like so cool. You know, you get GarageBand pre-installed on your Macs and GarageBand, you could do a lot. And there's all kinds of stuff in GarageBand. Well, I ended up getting this like uh, the same company that makes one of the mics, my mobile mic that I use has this little about four inch box called the Jam Plus. And you just plug your guitar into that. It's got a headphone jack. It's got a computer jack. It's got an overdrive and a bunch of clean overdrive, you know, little distortion. It's got all this crazy stuff and it just plugs into the computer and you have virtual everything. So I, I, I'm like, all right, I'll do that. I'll get a, grab a guitar for my birthday and everything. And I can mess around and, and become like the riff master for little things in the podcast and make little sound effects. Cause my board has, and you've heard them, you know, this kind of stuff has the sound effects board. Well, I can program those sound effects. You know what I mean? So I can, I can, you know, map it out and, and have each button be a different sound, you know, so you could turn around and you got that and the ship comes in and everybody's heard this. These are all just different. There you go, hot button links. And I figure the guitar probably sound pretty cool with all these digital effects and the whole thing. I could do just little, you know, junk, junk, little uh, intros and riffs and crazy stuff as I relearn how to play guitar. I got to kind of jog my memory. I'm looking at it like it's got to be like riding a bike, right? You know, you, you once you remember how to ride a bike, getting on the guitar. But it's coming back pretty quick. Uh, you know, two days with it, showed up Wednesday. Been playing with the hack, so not playing with the guitar as much except at night. But I'm picking up some of it back. And, man, the great thing, and it's it's it, it plays into Precision Rifle. How? Well, it's what we're talking about. You got the Podbean in, in the app, the podcast. Everybody's like, hey, man, I'm learning so much from your podcast. Or I learned so much from your videos. And, oh, I'm learning from this and I'm learning from that. You know, all the information that myself and Mike and everybody tries to put out. So I'm looking at this in the exact same way. Instead of learning how to shoot from it, I'm going to relearn how to play guitar. And the videos and the tabs and all the stuff out there is just fantastic. And with the computers, you know, you can hit a record button, go through and knock out some jams and some riffs and, 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 you know, then go, oh, okay, I got it, and pop it on there. And boom, you're you're, you're up and running pretty friggin' quick. You know, I, I'm really digging the electronic nature of it. So I ended up grabbing this. Um, it was on overstock kind of little bit do everything. It, it was a leftover from last year, but I got an Evertune ESP, right? ESP guitar and Evertune edition. And the Evertune is, is it's a bridge that helps it stay in tune, especially for like live and touring. And I figure I'm a bit of a hack, so I'm going to knock this gang out of tune every now and then. Uh, cause I'm just kind of noodling through and, um, 
I'm digging on it, man. It's a nice little guitar. I dig the color. It's kind of like a natural, a dark, deep wood and black, you know, and well, man, it's it's not bad. I'll have to put something up there. But it, it's it's the same mindset of going through a process. You know, I can I can hack through in in again, you know, being shorter, smaller hands, I don't I'm not always able to play a song the way it was originally intended. And I honestly like that. I like the improv- uh, improvisation. I like the 70s and the 60s and, you know, the Hendrixes and the stuff where nothing live sounded the same way twice, you know. And Precision Rifle's the same way. You, you know, you can, you can adapt to your personal situation. We try to teach the fundamentals. We try to teach universal truths. I don't go out there other than I did do a quick little video showing like the barricade, what, you know, how I'm basically have to look at a barricade because of my height too short. So in the forum, in the resource thing, I said, listen, here's my complaint with a barricade. When I put the rifle on it and I show it's over my head, you know, and then I might bag and how I custom the bag out. And you can see how I've adapted and manipulated my equipment to help me. But I don't necessarily teach that that way other than to say this is what works for me because I'm shorter and this isn't designed for me. Well, I'll look at a piece of tablature or something and go, okay, I can't get my finger that way. I'm not quick enough, dexterous enough. You know, I, I'm getting older, the whole thing. I'm not a nine-year-old kid who can just pick this up and go to town. So... Where do I get that note in a different place that's easier? Oh, over here. So I just go grab it and, and do it that way. So, yeah, it's not perfect, but yeah, it sounds good. And I, like I said, I, I dig on the digital aspect of this stuff in the digital learning, you know? And that's what you're seeing with what we're doing. Does it replace a good instructor? Hell no. Like I found, you know... There's all these videos. Hey, I want to learn how to play Hey Joe again and get it right. And I'm not quite remembering this one part of it. And it's like, uh, okay, I go look at this guy. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's, he's showing me, but I'm really, I don't see enough of it because his hand's in the way. Well, then I go find this other guy who takes you through and he's got three angles on the, on the camera. And he's got really, really great lessons. And he's going, you know, here's the rhythm. Next video, here's the lead. Oh, and, and I'm not a lead guy. Never was. I was never a shredder. You know, I'm, I'm more just like a, a, a pretty consistent rhythm guy in the background. Like I can get the, good, the main chords, but I was never a shredder guy. Probably why I didn't stick with it and do it more because, I, you know, it, it's, it's work for me. But at the same time, I still like it. I dig the music, even though I'm deaf, you know, from all the shooting in the one ear. I have to look at levels. And even with the podcast stuff, I almost do it not so much by sound. But by level, you know, I, I run it through the software and I'm looking at my levels more than I look at how, or listen to how I sound because I know my ears are screwed. You know, my left ear is toast. My right ear is not much better. And, and so that's kind of how I play this game. So take these fundamentals with your precision rifle. But if you have to adapt things, and it's like one of the, the main ones like Jacob talked about, and, and I don't know if you guys caught it. It might it was a part of his missing lesson where, you know, he's saying a guy will get straight back behind the rifle. He'll, he'll come in, and he'll look at the rifle and have this 6 o'clock hold on it, and he'll fire. 
and it still hops to the left or to the right. You know what I mean? The rifle will still hop. Well, maybe your perception of six is not correct. So for you, you got to have it more at seven o'clock or 530. You know, you have to kind of play with that. Once you kind of get through your repetitions to say, this is what trigger control looks and feels like. This is what follow through looks and feels like. Well, now you have to look at your hand position. Okay, well, I understand that. Well, what's a better way for me to address my hand to come straight back into the shoulder pocket and to still run the bolt? Like, um, I was out with the 22 Voodoo, and I did an online training lesson and some videos over the weekend or Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it was, uh, with the Voodoo. And, man, those things are so sweet. And with, I have a Thunder Beast uh, 22 Takedown can on it. And with Prime Subsonic, somebody was asking me about Prime. I talked to Jim twice this week. Uh, there's some movement happening, and, and we'll fill you guys all in with that. But I was shooting some 22 Subsonic Prime, and that's like Dynamite Noble and really good ammo. You know what I mean? They have the sub, the semi-auto if you got a 1022, the bolt action, which is a you know full load. But if you're shooting like really long and far, you want the Subsonic stuff. So... Um, I, I go to fire the first round, and I'm like, was that a shot? It was so quiet. I mean, it was, like, super, super quiet. So uh, I'm, I, I, I take a look. I'm down at the target, and the 22 was able to highlight things I was doing wrong, like at rifles only. You know what I mean? I'm able to see myself doing this wrong because there's no recoil. There's no bang. There's no nothing. It's just, you know, manipulation of the rifle. With It's almost like dry firing. Shooting a Voodoo 22 to me, was like the ultimate in dry fire practice because you had a round going downrange. And, and, and with the wind and everything, like it's 200 yards was 7.2 mils for me. I'm using a mil and a half of wind the way the direction was and everything happening when I was out there. So it's giving me all of that feedback. I got to hold wind. I got to dial my elevation. I got to do all these different things. And I found right now the way it's set up, that stock is about an inch too long for me. And it's exactly what uh, Phil was talking about, how it not only throws your body off to the side a little bit, but I found... I had to get my hand out of position to run the bolt. Even though with a 22, it's got such a short bolt, right? You know what I mean? The, the, the movement is tiny. But I'm still out of position because I have to reach up because just having that little bit too much length of pull takes my arm and I have to bring it too far forward, which compromises the shoulder, compromises everything. And that rifle, you're putting in extra movement. And the rifle's pushing back against you, trying almost like preventing you. It would be like you trying to go at somebody with them pushing back at your shoulder. So if your right hand is kind of going towards someone, at the same time, they're pushing pushing your shoulder back. It, and it compromises that. And I noticed that big time, so I got to kind of modify that manners and just take about a three-quarter, uh, I'm not quite 100% sure yet, I didn't measure it, but I got to take about an inch to three-quarters of an inch out of that length of pull, and just to make sure that, you know, it, it helps me in these positional. It's in, in prone, you don't see it, 
You know, it's positional where you start to see all this stuff and where it really, really matters. So that's definitely something that, you know, I'm taking a look at. And we're getting into a class season now. End of March going into April. We got, um, I don't know if the website's fixed. I think it is Mile High Shooting Outdoors. Mile High Shooting Outdoors should be the site with the class schedule for Mile High. Um, the Minnesota class is a go. That is at Gopher Field or Gopher something. So I talked to Eric up there. Uh, we got to offer the club registration first. But we're going to do this a little bit different just because of the way the club is situated. It's going to be a two-day class, a weekend class up there in Minnesota in the Gopher uh, Range. And I guess this is the range JP uses, and it's over the border, not far from Krieger. And, uh, I guess a lot of people go to this range. But they they have a nonprofit situation and some rules, so I have to, I'm making sure. I don't have to, but I am making sure. I default as much as possible to the club to make sure their system is happy. And with the ROs and the help that we're going to get, it could probably be a pretty good-sized class if you want to get in. If you're up in that area, uh, we got that class happening. As well, like I said, the mile-high classes, the the mile-high shooting outdoors. I, I was making a mistake and calling it mile-high outdoors. That's a completely different thing. It's mile-high shooting outdoors is the training class to sign up for that if not if you don't see what you want if the numbers and dates and all that stuff's not there call mike 303-255-99999 ask for mike mike menchaka and he will help coordinate you with the class if you want to come to the class but we got april may june july august uh september's a little gray right now then october and so we're filling up those classes. We had the people from the waiting list from last year who were jumping in on it. Um, and we're filling those slots up. So make sure if you guys are interested in taking one of the Sniper's Hide, Mile High, Everyday Sniper podcast classes, if you want to take the ones here in Colorado, which are really all that's available right now, other than, like I said, Minnesota is opening up, uh, that will be... The last weekend in August in Minnesota. So I think like 1st of September, 31st, something like that. So uh, the the last or f- last weekend in August or the first weekend in September, but it's right around that 31st and 1st time frame of August, September. Uh, just see where the Saturday and Sunday falls in between August and September, and I'm right there. Then you, you'll get a hold of Eric, and we'll get you signed up and the whole thing going on there. So that's, you know, again, the, the, I hadn't really been pushing the classes because I thought the website was up and I was telling everybody, oh, just go to the website. It's all good. But there was like a, um, a, a code error in the website and it was all just looked like gibberish, you know, so you didn't have it. But I, I'm under the impression right now it's been fixed. So if you're interested in that, definitely go over and, and take a look and um you know, we'll go and, and, and hook that up. All right, so training, all that. So I go to Mile High today and getting ready for the new season, the stuff coming out of SHOT Show. I mean, my, the, the UPS guy showed up today with like eight boxes of all the different things. So I'm really kind of working my butt and weather's been cooperating. So I'm trying to get out to the range as much as possible um, to get this. But I picked up, 
uh, the Desert Tech HTI. Okay, ELR, XLR, whatever you want to call it, is getting gigantic. King of Two Mile, all the shooting. I see even Gardner was building up some 375 or 416 variation, whatever he was building uh, with manners. I think it was like a 416 manner variant. And um, so the Desert Tech HTI, one of the places I think Desert Tech shines because it's not, it's a switch barrel, switch caliber. I have the 50 and 375 here. So one rifle will do 50 cal or 375. If you want to do 416 or 375, not that you'd be switching calibers that often, but that platform allows you to work in the most popular calibers in that XLR type of, you know, location. And it's not super expensive in terms of the rifle. I think uh, uh, Desert Tech is a good bang for the buck. I, I don't talk about them that much. I, I used to work with them a heck of a lot more, and I do uh, work a bit with them with the app. You know, we're, we're, there's kind of a, a behind-the-scenes joint thing with the app just through relationship. Uh, like Not like I'm doing any work with it, um, but it's it's more of the through Gus and all of that kind of stuff. But anyway, the Desert Techs, uh, I think their platform works really well. And one of the things is in that bullpup design, everybody always talks about the bullpup. And in these big ELR calibers where you're not necessarily like running the bolt fast, you're, you're, it's more slow fire, pick and choose. I don't think there's any learning curve hindrance or anything with running a bolt kind of behind your ear, you know? And I think this is where that platform really, really shines. You know, so I wanted to be able to jump into it and to highlight the HTI platform. So when we were at shot and the whole thing and talking with those guys, it was like, hey, you know, want to talk HTI? And it's like, yeah, I definitely do because I do think it's a viable platform for people. You go super long barrel without making the rifle unwieldy. You know what I mean? It's easy to switch barrels and, and do stuff like that. They've always been accurate. I think there's a lot of truth in advertising with the Desert Techs. So, you know, that's a plus. And um, it, it's just, you know, it is what it is. It's something I'm going to be working with. And like I said, I'm working with both the 50 cal variant and the 375 variant. And Desert Tech has ammo for that stuff. So I'm using their version of ammo. So you can get up and running relatively quickly because you don't have to hand load it right off the bat. Yeah, are you going to want to eventually hand load it? Sure, but you can buy some of their 375 ammo shoot it and then reload it, you know what I mean? And kind of get yourself in, in, you know, people always talk about, whoa, what about practice ammo? Because the solid bullets, the reloads of stuff, I mean, you can, with these big HTI caliber rifles, you can get up to almost nine bucks a round, you know what I mean? So again, it's not something that's like rapid fire. You're not shooting a lot of rounds if you're smart, but if you can get factory ammo, whether it's 416, 375, 50 cal factory, you'll save a little bit. And that could be something where, where you're working on and then developing your load. And you could use it in between to set your zeros and different things, make sure your, your, your taco unit's where it needs to be without wasting the good ammo. You know what I mean? So I like the fact that Desert Tech matches their platforms to their own ammo brand. You know, that really helps out. And I've shot their ammo before in like 6.5 Creedmoor. Their 6.5 Creedmoor is excellent. I think it might have been the Howa 1500 review that I did 
the desert tech actually shot the best out of that Hawa. If I remember the picture correctly, there's a, a, a target with three uh, different groups on it. The best group was the 6.5 Creedmoor from Desert Tech, and it just so happened at the time I had a box or two of it in the car, and I like said, oh, I'm doing groups with the Prime, with the Hornaday. I'll throw in the Desert Tech. And sure enough, it was it was hammering ammo, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that side of it. Also, Origin came in, so got Origin action. 6.8 bolt held. So 6.8 bolt face. And I'm doing a uh, Valkyrie bolt gun. Okay, I wanted to do the Valkyrie bolt gun for a bit. Uh, had to order up the Origin. I, I like the Origin a lot without having to spend the 1200 bucks of the TL3. And if you remember, the last barreled action I just did, the 6.5 Creedmoor for these chassis like the MDT, is that TL3. Well... The origin I'm doing in the Valkyrie. And I'm going through with Fritz, and we're getting ready to spec it out. And they're just doing me a barreled action because I'm going to throw it in one of these chassis I got here. You know, so we're, we're talking barreled action, and I go into the bin of 224. And I'm like, oh, so all he's got, he's got like three 224 Bartland barrels there. They were all seven twist, but they were like sporter contour. And I'm like, yeah, it's a Valkyrie. It don't really matter. We'll finish it off at 24. And, and he's like, well, we really don't have enough to do a 5.8 thread on it. Do you want to do a 9.16? And I'm like, yeah, I actually have a TACOP suppressor that's a 9.16. So that'll work out great. And if not, Thunder Beast has 9.16 brakes and the whole thing. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm talking with Fritz. I'm looking at this 7-twist Bartland Sporter Contour, really light. And, and he's like, well, grab that barrel because there's only three there and bring it up to the front and do a work order and all that. So Mike's helping a guy. As soon as I rolled up, Mike's out front, and he's showing a guy scope. So they're out on the front, and they got the sign there that looks all the way down the street and out into Longmont. And they put, like, a bag on top of the sign, and then they'll, they'll line up scopes for people who want to look through them outside. So you go inside, you go into the thing, and you say, I want to look at that night force. I want to look at that collis. I want to look at that zero compromise and see which one I like better. And you got, you know, thousands of yards to look at stuff. And there's all kinds of things there that you can you can try to resolve to see which one you think is best. You know, which which one speaks to you and appeals to you. Get hands on. So Mike's busy and Braden comes over and Braden's like going to do the whole thing. So we go grab the big horn action. I go get the thing. He's like, hey, man, I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey, I think there's a whole bunch of other 224 barrels. I think there's a gain twist. You're not going to do a gain twist? I said, I didn't see any, dude. I only saw the three that are in there. He's like, no, we just got a whole new thing of barrels and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, really? Let's go back and look. So sure enough, off by Adam's area, there's this uh, cart, and it's got like 50 Bartland barrels on it. And he starts looking through, starts looking through. Sure enough... 224 left hand gain twist. So like 75 to 67 or something like that, I think it is. I'm gonna try a left hand gain twist 224 Valkyrie with an origin action. Drop it in. I think it's gonna be cool. It actually saves me a couple bucks off of the TL3 build. Like four hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty significant when you look 800 versus 1200 right? So that's the direction. Fritz is going to spin me up a left-hand gain twist 224 Valkyrie on an origin action. We're dropping into Chasha, Chasha, Chasha. 
and we're going to go from there, man. It's going to be a, a hell of a good thing because I want like that. Like I said, the rifles only, the different things. I want that bolt gun version, easy ammo to get, factory, 88 Hornadays, 90s Federals, whatever the case you get. That 75 grain friggin' stuff should work great. And the game twists, like I said, the game twists have been helping with these different lots of bullets. So I'm curious to see what a Valkyrie will do with a left-hand game twist. So I'm going in that direction next. Bam! Right on it. Right? It's like I'm going to be flying in and I'm just going to be doing all kinds of stuff like that. Coming right in. I hit the wrong button. Anyway, I'm going to be going left-hand game twist with the Valkyrie in a bolt gun, 24 inches, and we're going to see what happens with these factory rounds using using that spec for this rifle. What chassis I put in out? No, I just uh, chassis just come in. I mean, I got like four here I got to work with. And, and, you know, I was talking to him, and, and I'm like, you know, tell him, just spin me up a barreled action, dude. And I'm like, it's it's easier than ripping the, the I'm always chassis in, chassis out, chassis, you know, barrel action in, barrel action out, barrel action in, barrel action out. It's like moving stuff around constantly, um, that you know, that kind of uh, thing. So it, it, it's a good, fun little project. I'm looking forward. I can't wait for them to finish it. It, it, I think it's going to be a, a, a home run on, on a bunch of different levels, and, and it'll be a, a cool-ass thing to do, you know? It, it'll it'll be something that'll, if it works, great. If it don't, oh, well, try a different barrel. Try a seven-twist sporter. But anyway, I think it's going to work. I, I Like I said, I'm sold on the gain twist, especially like these left-hand gain twist things I'm doing. Right-handed shooter, left-hand twist, boom. I'm sold on it. I think it's... It, there hasn't been one yet that's given me um, questionable results. I've had fantastic results with every left-hand gain twist from Bartlin so far. And like I said, they do it well because they're computerized. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to look forward to. Again, I want to thank everybody uh, for commenting in the Podbean app, coming on the Sniper's Hide and, and commenting in there. Bookmark the forum. Like I said, I'm, I got to do the navigation on the front page. It's is all these like block ridiculous demo articles in there. I threw a couple pictures in just to replace. You know, I, I just kind of grab and replace in the beginning because it's it takes too long and it's too tedious to set up like this WordPress stuff by hand. And I'm really not going to chase it down. And I had that such bad luck with the with the local developer. I mean, if you're a really good developer out there and you want to work with me, like I said, I don't mind paying a certain much. I don't want to get ripped off and I won't, I, I know enough to be dangerous and I know where my value is and what I can do. It's, it's a WordPress site. I have a template that I like. You can modify these templates infinitely. Modify my template, do this, grade it up, get it up. And if you, if you want to help me and work with it and make my job easier, if you're there listening and, and, and you want to kind of, you know, get your fingers in the door a little bit, well, throw me an email. Let me know what's going on. You got to be somebody here. Like I said, I can go get a million. I can go on Freelancer. I can go wherever the heck I want. There's there's a million Indian, Pakistani, Indonesia, Russia, wherever I want to go, I can get a freelance developer who will do a lot of this stuff, you know, for 100 bucks. You know, and I'm not looking to do that cheap. You know, I'll spend a little bit more. Will I spend like, you know, 
five grand plus like I did with these other guys? No, because they didn't do shit and they were they were blowing smoke up my ass. But you know, I'm not looking to get it for a hundred dollars either. You know what I mean? But if you're there, yeah. You know, otherwise, I'm not looking. I'm just gonna do it myself and take my time and don't care what it looks like in between because it's the forum. The forum's good. The forum's up and running. The forum's protected. All those new templates are in the form. The only thing I got to do is I'm going to change the font on the top. There's a couple of, like, the um, header font uh, that I'm not a fan of. Like, everything's uh, one way, and this is different. It's backwards. It's it's a, it's a sans serif versus a serif. And I... So, anyway, that's what's going on with that. But a lot of stuff happening. Unfortunately, the, the hack kind of put me behind the eight ball and really, really drove me nuts this weekend. So, um, you know, look forward to a little bit of Rift Master stuff coming out and, and playing in there. Like I said, I'm just going to play. It, 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 I'm, I'm a hack guitar player, and it's just something to, to, to entertain me and to kind of keep me going and hopefully fix my brain. I can't remember shit. Man, I, I, I've walked out the door too many dozen times with my phone lately, and Oh, did I do that or I do? Uh, oh, I don't remember doing that. And then it's like, holy cow! So, just a little, just a little uh, brain stuff to get my brain moving. All right, guys. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. I'm gonna sign off. Uh, we got a thing. I talked with Mike today. If all goes as planned, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's nailed down. But Sunday we're gonna be doing it. In, oh, shut up! See, I'm on the podcast. What happens? My phone rings. Does not fail. My phone rings. So anyway, um, we're going to have a really good interview. I'm going to surprise you. We got lined up for Sunday morning an interview. And if it, I, I hope it happens. Uh, I'm, like I said, we're not 100% sure. But come Monday morning from now, man, you guys are going to be loving it. I think it's going to be a good interview for you guys to listen to. Listener out there, uh, we're going we're gonna to call in and do a little talk with them. Kind of a pro-level listener, if we want to put it that way. Tease you, surprise you. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the Everyday Sniper. Don't forget training, 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 practice, man. Perfect practice makes perfect. It's not just going through the motions, right? Don't just go through the motions. Don't just lift the bolt and click. Take every dry fire shot as if it's real, okay? Treat it like a live round. Treat it like you're there in the middle of it. Also, too, if you want to go on to the forum, I'm not going to talk about it too much right now, but it's kind of flushing out. I guess somebody had a gun, a squib at a match uh, not too long ago, a couple days ago or something last weekend. Guy's gun blew up, had a squib in thing, and then he tried like working really hard to chamber another round, and it blew up. And people saw it, so they're having discussions because they watched it happening in real time and they said nothing. And they feel there's like a safety culture that's not being um, discussed. So there's a monster threat on Sniper's Hide right now about the precision rifle matches in safety. I recommend you go on the Hide and look it up. It'll say safety culture, PRS safety culture, but it's not specific to PRS it just happened to be a PRS event where this happened and you know there's a tiny tiny bit of third party but there's people who were standing right there who saw this going on and didn't speak up and they're trying to diagnose the mindset try to and they they're they're a shooter 
There are people who attend the events and they feel, they feel safety is not a priority. Safety is being put on the back burner. This goes back to the guys dropping the rifle with no no consequences. This goes to guys flagging each other with nothing happening. And now we have a gun that blew up because of a squib load because people refuse to say something and call a ceasefire. They saw an unsafe condition in the making. The guy's on the clock. The timer's going. He's making a split-second decision. The people behind him are watching it and not reacting. That's the same thing when the guy dropped the rifle and the RO just stood there. Okay, this is what we're talking about. We got to police ourselves. We got to start enforcing the rules. We got to start taxing people through stage DQs. Doesn't have to be a match DQ. Could be a stage DQ to let people know this is a real important thing. Okay, until you start taxing people about this, it's going to continue down the wrong path. You gotta guide everybody back to the right direction. Think about Jacob's conversation. Think about what's going on out there. Think about the close proximity. And the funny thing is, because you, there's defenders, okay? There's defenders of the faith out there. A little Judas Priest, man, right? There's some defenders of the faith out there who want to argue the other side, want to play devil's advocate, want to do this. Well, this guy came on and pulled pictures off the internet. People snapping in behind the line to set the tripods up. People flagging people, and these are in the photographs. One of the nice things, I mean, you look at like the NRL. They're a marketing company. They're out there taking pictures and video of all these matches. Travis and his guys go to every one of their events, right? There's tons of media or photographs. You could see it. It's in the pictures. And this guy's putting it out there to say, come on, man, stop playing like this was an isolated incident, you know? Here's one, here's one, here's one, here's a video, here's one, here's a video. You know what I mean? So we have to take this stuff seriously. The, as soon as something happens, and, and like I said, I was at an event when somebody shot themselves in the leg with a handgun, which is why they ended the handgun part of it. So, you know, if the answer was, oh, gee, we just won't do it like, you know, do them at all, it's like you're you're avoiding the obvious, Okay. It's not just an all or nothing. It needs to be, you know, incremental. It needs to be tiered. It needs to be set up in a way that addresses all these minor issues so they don't stack up and become one big major issue. That's my thing. You know what I'm saying? So didn't mean to get too far into a little rant with that. But, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for being part of Sniper's Hide and the Everyday Sniper Podcast. Enjoy. Ha ha ha, just kidding.